it's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. And welcome, guys, to part two of our podcast at Invictus Brewing. It's our 10th episode. We had such a fun time. We had split it into two parts, so continue listening now to the second part. So we've now won two games in a row. Three, three home games. Three home games. Two games in a row. Three home games. Okay, so we won, we won two games in a row. And I'll, go, Houston game, yeah. and I'll go back to uh, a quote from Major League. That you've won, uh, what is it? We won one uh, We won one today. We won one tomorrow. That's two in a row. That's called the winning streak. We're on. It has happened before. <laughs> and that mountain's pretty high today. Well, we're playing uh, L.A. today. Yes. And um, uh, we haven't done very well against them this year. Well, you know, we honestly, I don't think we played them that poorly in LA. Mm-hmm. We lost 2 0. Um, you know, it is what it is. I, but I think. We're, home, we're home today. Yeah. But it's a Sunday night game. Right. Okay. And yeah. it's a weird, by the way, it's, <laughs> I understand that they're scheduling it because they're, you know, LA fans are two hours behind us. Yeah, I get it. Um, it's the stupidest time. Yeah. Who schedules a game on Sunday out, Sunday. Night, early evening or early night. What is six o'clock? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's stupid. Um, So it's interesting. Like you, you, I mean, you said you described the LAFC game in back in LA earlier this season. You know, it was a two to nothing defeat. Um, We don't need. We're not going to talk about it at length. But I mean, a two to nothing game that can be that doesn't sound great. But I mean, I guess a two zero game can. Doesn't have to be as bad as it sounds. Is that well? Is that you know, you in saying? my opinion, it should have been like four to zero. Yeah, okay. or was, maybe like four to one. Okay, it was a it was a it was a bad game. Yeah, and I, I think we did we did reasonably well. Yeah, I, yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like losing to Atlanta one zero sure. yes. is actually a good result. That's a good <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a very yeah. good point. Um, yeah, you know, I think I think we played well. I, it was it was just kind of a yeah. It is what it is. So I think the the thing with tonight's game is it carries extra weight. Yes. I mean, already it's important because we're past halfway point of the season. Also, it's important because it's it's the uh, it's a Western Conference mm-hmm. opponent. But yesterday's results are huge. So yesterday, Vancouver lost points. Yes. Uh, Salt Lake lost points. We're only two, Timbers lost points. We're only two points behind Vancouver right now. Yeah, and Houston lost points. Yes, all four of those teams are within four points, I believe. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about a situation where this game, a win today, it's, it's huge. Is huge. It, it, yeah. And specifically, a win, three points, would put the Loons right into seventh, the seventh slot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the and only just caveat a, and just to that a is a couple points behind. Yeah, the only caveat to that is Houston has two games in hand. Oh, yeah. well, we'll have two games. In yeah. Hand. yeah, but um, we're a win would for sure put us in eighth. Yes, right. Theoretic. I mean, it puts us in it would put us in seventh, but with Houston having two games. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a challenge. Is this is this one of those games where you walk into the stadium tonight a little bit nervous because you know the Loons are sitting at twenty five points and the LAFC that you know they're near the top at thirty five points? Does yeah. that scare you? But I mean, it, it does because LA is very obviously a better team than us. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they, um, they have Latif Blessing and uh, uh, D. Uh, I can never say his name. Um, it's it's uh, let me get it here. Diamond, I believe is how you pronounce it. They both are in that six goals, six assists, I think, category. 
So not only do they create goals, they score goals. Uh, you have a team that hasn't lost a game in six matches. Yeah. Um, on top of that, those six matches, uh, four of them have been wins. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, L.A. is the Atlanta of the West. Of oh, the West, yes. yes. Um, they literally built their team exactly how Atlanta built mm-hmm. And it, it's nerve-wracking. This game is huge. I mean, because you have Vancouver lost lost yesterday. Yes. But they lost to Seattle, mm-hmm. who is behind us. Mm-hmm. So now you have Seattle creeping up. So anything other than a win or draw is a loss. I yes. mean, it's a big loss because you have Seattle gaining points on us. I mean, a draw is still slightly disappointing because all it does is evens out, basically, because there were uh, Houston, Houston, Portland, Drew. Yep. So it's just kind of evening everything out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're still losing out on the pos- the chance to gain points on Vancouver. You're losing out on the, the fact that Houston has gained points on you. and Or, I mean, Seattle's gained points on you. So... Anything other than a win is just kind of it's 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 like wind out of the sails. Yeah, it's a downer. And it it's been showing that 1.5 points a game um, in Major League Soccer makes the playoffs. Yep. Guaranteed to make playoffs. We're at one one point two five. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where a draw lowers that. Yes. A win increases its significance. Yep. It, it's a big, big game. And, it, you know, it's, as I said at the beginning of my rant, I guess, yeah. um, it's it's obviously important regardless because it's yeah. a Western conference. But it's still, there is added weight based yeah. on what happened. So, so can I ask you this then um, after your rant there? Other, you know, why should I, if I'm going to the match tonight, or if anybody's going to the match tonight, is there another reason to be optimistic other than the fact that it's at home? And and the Loons have been good at home, relatively good at home well, this year. Well, um, you know, there's a pretty good chance we're going to see Romario Ibarra. Is he's he, available. Is he going to play tonight? Okay, well, that's... He's available. That's, okay. a, good, that's a good reason. Uh, so, um, you know, and he's 23. I mean, they've... Not to get into the new signings yet, but yeah, That's a good segue. Yeah. He's a new signing that yeah. they have a lot of... Hope for yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's one of those guys. He doesn't score a lot of goals, but he's that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Not to steal from the press release of Gomez, <laughs> uh, but he's that dynamic player who plays on the left wing where Gomez is, um, who can make a big impact offensively. Uh, you know, he's play. I mean, he plays in Ecuador. He plays for the Ecuador national team, so he's got some pretty good experience yeah. playing in Comnable. Uh, he scored two goals in Comnable against Argentina and Chile, yeah. two very good teams. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's something to be optimistic about going into this game. The fact that we could see, at least as a substitute, yeah, seeing he who should not be named, yeah, disappearing yeah. from our <laughs> we roster. Should, yeah, hopefully, let's. That's a good segue, guys. Let's break here. We're, we're doing two breaks today, which is crazy for our podcast. You only do, you I have to do. take a piss. Yeah, so do I. So do I. <laughs> usually do one. Uh, so we're going to uh, do our thing for a little bit, and then we'll come back. We're going to talk about the signings, uh, and then we're going to get into uh, some other things. So we'll be back. second break of the day. We are in Invictus. Um, we are uh, sampling all the beers here. We've sampled. I think all of us have had all of them. Yeah. Um, Dave Sterling has gotten a bratwurst from Tipsy Steer, yep. which he's not going to eat until we're done. And it looks but delicious. But the fries are fantastic. And it, it looks delicious. I, I, I'm salivating right that's, now. That's on our it's a It's IPA mustard. Yeah. Sauerkraut. I, I don't know what to tell you about the fries, but they're fantastic. Yeah, I... 
this play, I mean, Tipsy Steer, I've heard a lot of great things about Tipsy Steer. Um, I'm going to have their food at some point. I think me and my family will come up here and enjoy some beers and some Tipsy Steer. But uh, for now, I'm going to not eat anything today. I'm going to drink my lunch. Um, we ended off uh, on the last game they won. Now let's, let's get into the signings a little because they signed two players. Yep. Uh, Romario Abara. So we have another Abara coming to the team, yeah. which is interesting. And Angelo Rodriguez. The reason I like Angelo Rodriguez because my dad's name is Angelo, so it's about as much like about him. But I wanted to talk about the uh, highlight package that the Loons put out for Angelo Ramirez. Right. Uh, mixtape number one. Right. Which tells me there's a mixtape number two. But I watched the whole thing, and it was pretty much all penalty kicks. Yeah, I think they had five or six shots, and three of them were PKs. Yeah. So your mixtape is three PKs, right? Whoop Which dee, you know are what ninety percent convertible. Yeah. Whoop dee, whoop dee, freaking do. Now, now wait a minute. I don't know if I can sit here and listen to you to com- complain about the highlight package because I think it was just a you know a four or five episodes ago you were complaining about how there maybe wasn't a highlight package for, 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 okay, for our last okay. designated so, player. A yes, I complained about Darwin not getting a highlight package. Yeah. I also complained the fact that they did not talk up Darwin at all when they signed him, okay? Right. At least this one, the Angelo Rodriguez, they put out a highlight package for the guy, okay? Right. They at least did something. But it was, okay, it was not good. Did they have music to it? Did they have, like, music? Did they you know, do I always watch stuff at work, and I yeah. have the have it on. I don't think so they don't did know. music to it. It's like, it, was, it was like a bunch of shots, like, put together. Yeah. Maybe they heard our podcast about Darwin not getting a highlight package. Maybe that's why they did it. But I'd like to think that's the case. I doubt it. I, probably not. <laughs> but um, they did talk about him. Right. Okay. So let's talk about Abara first. He is from Ecuador. He's 23. So he's a young guy. Yep. Uh, he's a he's a left winger. So um, guess what? He could take over for Gomez. That would be the logical. Place. I would hope that he's better than Gomez. Here's the thing. Interesting interesting bit of information about Ibarra, or Mario Ibarra, is that he has never played further back than the left wing spot, okay. which means he's not a wing back. Yeah. So if we're going to play the 3-5-2, yes. which we've actually looked pretty good in. We've looked very good in 3 by 2 Ibarra doesn't fit in that. Unless you're going to give up a central midfield position. Okay. Which we all know has been a hot spot anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably still going to see he who shall not be named. He's still going to be on the pitch with Ibarra? If they would do what I would do. Yeah. So if they would do what I would do, yeah. it would be Cowboy Calvin Boxel. Yeah. And you would have Gomez uh, as the wing back. Then you'd have Ibar- Romario Ibarra. Yeah. And then you would have Warner, Schuler, And then you would have Miguel Ibarra. Okay. And then up top, Quintero and someone. Two points. One. Is Miguel older than Romario? Yes. Okay. By so let's call let's, four years. Let's call uh, Abara Luna Abara. Let's call him Abara Senior, and call it Abara Abara Junior. Okay. okay? Abara Junior Abara. It makes okay. it easier. Okay. Two. It saddens me that you think that even with this signing, Gomez is still going to be on the pitch. Well, and and so here's the thing, because you know I can't get over the bitching about Eric Miller. Uh, yeah, you didn't like that. I, I So, yeah. Eric Miller was traded to us. Yes. Because Colorado Rapids switched to a 3-5-2. Yes. And Eric Miller sucks in a 3-5-2. Yep. So, ironically, we trade for a guy who can't play in a 3-5-2. And now we're playing in a 3-5-2. Yeah. So, the logical person to put in in the left wing back, left wing back, is the guy who's already there. 
which is going. Uh, so, obviously, maybe Miller just needs an opportunity to prove himself. Yeah, I, I'm not, again, I'm not going to rant about Gomez anymore. I just, I can't stand him being on the pitch. I don't like his play. It's out of control. Oh, no, I agree. And maybe it's a bar guy, maybe a bar junior, I'm recall. Maybe he's going to be fantastic. Right. And maybe we don't have to worry about it. Maybe we, there's a way they can kind of work him in and get Gomez kind of off the pitch. But if you're saying what you're saying, that Gomez and Abar are on the field together, it just it makes me sad. You know, if I had to – I hate it because I love the 3 god team. Mm-hmm. But if it has to be gotten rid of for the sake of bettering the team, then I would say we get rid of it. Yeah. And if, then you start going down the rabbit hole of, well, what do you do with Francisco Calvo? Yeah, that's a big one, too, is Cal- because, where do you put Calvo? Yeah, because you can't do the original 4-2-3-1 when Calvo sucked in the 4 2 Yes, he did. He is playing in his natural position. Yes. In the 3-5-2. And we've talked about this before. We talked about him being shoehorned into that right. position that he shouldn't have been in. Right. And now he's playing his natural position, and he's looked fantastic, fantastic where he's supposed he's to be. He's had three assists. Exactly. Since he's come back from exactly the World Exactly right, yep. And, it, and so you have this issue where we're trying to fit players into systems that aren't working, and you can even pull Christian Ramirez back into this conversation. And it, it's... It's a tough, it's a tough situation that we've got. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, maybe you could do a. I suppose maybe you could do a five. Back line, but then yeah. you're sacrificing attacking. Yeah, I don't like that. And and so, I I really think, unless Gomez leaves, yeah, he will be in the rotation. But I think that we've gotten to a point now where I, I believe. Keith understands that in order to win games, we need to score goals. And he has right. decided that this is the best attacking format he can do to score goals. Right. We're going to give up some goals, but we're going to try to score more goals than the other team. Right. Which is a complete 180 from the beginning of the season where it was we're going to play defense. Exactly. And shoehorn Calvo into a place he doesn't want to be in. And he sucked it. Well, he was not good. He, yeah, you know. So now we decided, hey, we're gonna score goals, and and, so, it, and the guardian will love us because we're gonna make it more exciting. Yeah, exactly right. So maybe we'll climb a few spots. Yeah, perfect. We're exciting. I mean, just to finish up on Abara here. I mean, it, it is exciting, isn't it? He's Peru. He's from Peru, as as is Gomez, correct? No, Abara's oh, from Ecuador. 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 Okay. Yeah. But, but still the I, same same confederation. I guess yeah. what I was yeah I guess what I was getting at is you know as far as excitement you hit it is is you know Abara you know he he plays on you know Ecuador's national team he yeah. had a, a goal in a World Cup qualifier so I mean it, that should add some excitement you got national players that are scoring yeah, World Cup qualifying goals I mean it was eventual loss but yeah. it's still a goal. Let's bring up the elf in the room though. He has he was injured. Yes. So when we signed him, he had an injury. Yeah, so, and I've, I've commented on this a few times. I don't know if it's been a podcast, though. I don't think so. Uh, about the fact that he had a metatarsal injury earlier yes. this, this year. And metatarsal injuries are, obviously, I'm not a physician, so this is secondhand. They're fickle. Comments. They're fickle. Yes, and they're, they're a lot like shin splints in the sense yes. that once you do it, a person that uses their feet all the time, yes, hence a soccer player, yes, can re-injure all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been healthy. My understanding is he's been healthy for the last roughly month and a half, mm-hmm. um, but he hasn't worked himself back into the rotation. He hasn't played a game actually since the end of June. Um, when we talk about foot injuries, especially with soccer players, they tend to re they tend to come up again right. and again and again in all sports I think yeah. when anytime anybody has a lower body injury they are prone to being uh, injured more often than not and so this becomes a problem if you're gonna sign a guy who's 23 
He's already got one injury to his foot. What's going to happen in the year? What's going to happen in two years? Where is he going to be out for a prolonged period right. of time? You know. So, but you, I think they take this risk because a lot of other teams probably didn't want to take the risk, but we did. Sometimes it works out. Right. In other sports, it has worked out in the past. Or it could end up being like Eric Miller. It could end up being like Eric Miller. You're right. You're right about that. Which, by the way, we've already talked about the LA game. Mm-hmm. He's questionable for the LA game. Uh, he played last week. Yeah, or on Wednesday, and he's already been injured. He played for what ten minutes last week? Yeah, yeah. So, I I agree. There there is a there's a, a an ability to take a risk, yes, and it pays off. And it, I think being that he's 23, yeah, there's a lot of upside to it. Well, I look at it like I look at I'm a baseball fan too. I look at it like um, when you, you sign a pitcher who had Tommy John surgery and he's coming back from right. that. And there's a risk. You're paying a lower price, right. but there's a risk. But there's a big reward if he comes back and does better than what his contract, what he signed him for. Exactly. Um, we did that with uh, Louis. Is it? No, it's not. It's uh, who's the guy we signed from the um, Yankees? Not Severino. It's the other guy. I can't think of his name. Um, we signed the, the Twins signed him this year, but he's injured. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm drunk. Oh yeah, I know. He's injured all this year, and then we signed him to a two-year contract. Panero? Panero, yes. Yeah. We signed Michael uh, Panero to a two-year contract this year, knowing full well he was going to be injured all year, come back from Tommy John, yeah. okay? And it was $5 million each year. So this $5 million this year, we're just throwing it out the window, okay? But next year, if he comes back and he's healthy and does well for us, the $10 million we're paying for him is a huge payoff for a starting yep. pitcher. So they look at it like a one-year $10 million contract. And that's, again, I think that kind of goes back to what this Abara Jr. we're getting right now is he was injured. We signed him. If he does well, it's a huge payoff. But if he doesn't do well, you're going to have a lot of people, ourselves included, who are going to go, why the frick did you sign this guy? Well, and, you know, and the big thing is, is as MLS becomes more of a seller's league, mm-hmm. um, you start having the situation, well, if he does do well, mm-hmm. maybe at 26, someone in Europe is going to want him, get a and we're going to get transferred. Yeah, big payout. Yeah, you're right. So that that's a big thing yeah. that I, I think it's a risk worth taking because yeah. as we have discussed at length, Gomez is not particularly, particularly mm-hmm. doing well. So if we do end up changing rotate or uh, our formation up, he would for sure take Gomez's yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. He's not a DP, so it's not yeah, a situation it's, like it's that. Situation, yeah. So it, it's it's a reasonable risk. All right, so let's switch it. He might and he might play tonight potentially. Yes, he's available to play. So let's get off of Barrow Junior. Let's go to Angelo Rodriguez, who is our second designated player now. Correct. He's twenty nine. Yes. He's big, he's a big guy. I saw we saw his uh, highlight package. He's a big player. Yep. Um, the other thing too that I want to mention with him is he has played for seven teams in eight years, Correct. which you commented on uh, when we signed him. So he's been around the block a little bit. Yes. Which I don't know is necessarily a good thing. Yeah. I think um, when you talk about players or even in business, in real life business, if you get guys who have gone from place to place to place, obviously there's some bad with his good. Yeah. Well, that, that being said, though, I mean, okay, he has been to, you know, you, you named it eight, eight different teams. and I mean, he's 29 years old. I mean, so he's a little bit older than some of the other guys we've been talking about, so maybe that's an excuse. I'm not trying to give him an excuse, but I will say this. His last spot, uh, Desportes Tolima, you know, in, in Colombia, he played 1,259 minutes um, and yep. scored six goals and helped yep. them win a title. He down did, there a, yeah, he did win a title down for his club. You're right. So, you're right. so um, yes, a lot of teams, but his most recent stay has was a successful one. You'd have to call it that. I would say with this signing, if he is half the player that Darwin is, then it was a good sign, right? Because we need that. Unfortunately, again, you're risk. You're taking a risk because he's right. 29. He's been with seven different teams. Yes, he won a championship, Dave. But a player like this, when he's been with seven teams, he's been around everywhere. I don't know if 
we know what we're getting with him. You know, I just I his highlight package like I talked about was a lot of penalty kicks, okay? Right. So I don't know what type of player he's gonna be. Is he gonna yeah. be that brute forward type of guy who's gonna, you know, take up some space in the box and Darwin's gonna be able to pass it to him and he's gonna be able to get in there? Or is he gonna be is he not gonna be able to do that in MLS? So this is kind of what I my my nirvana is. Yeah. It it's the idea that Rodriguez really is that Didier Drogba type Got forward who he's not technically strong. I mean he you're not I mean you're not gonna kick it to him and it's gonna fly off ten yards. Yeah. But you're not looking at the first touch necessarily okay. as being the spectacular thing. He's gonna put it where he needs to put it and he's gonna get a good run on goal. But he's not gonna like drop it down on his you're not going to drop it down on his foot, and he's going to be able to do all kinds of crazy okay. stuff. He's a good brute. He's going to have good pace. He's going to complement Darwin Gutierrez okay. in the sense that Didier Drogba would have complimented, say, Eden Hazard, mm-hmm. where a very technical forward, a very a guy that could play wide, could play mm-hmm. even into the 10 spot, whatever it might be. And he's going to be just different from Christian Ramirez in the sense that Ramirez is very good at hold up yep. he does a lot of stuff off the ball mm-hmm. Rodriguez is going to be the guy that side by side with Darwin Quintero is the perfect complement the defense is going to have to figure out how to play both of these guys and, yeah. in different ways yeah, yeah. And, and so that's what you hope he's doing that's, that's my dream is he going to help on corners I mean, he's, he's going to be the type of guy who on corners, in the box, in the scrum, yes. is he going to get space? You would hope that. Yeah. Based on his profile, mm-hmm. his, you know, his size, everything, that's what I would think. Because he's going to be a strong suit. terrible on corners this year. Yes. Like, terrible. And if he can come in and be a brute in the box, get some space, do things that our guys aren't doing right now, then I'm all for his sign. Right. But if he's going to come in and just be a flipping anchor out there and sit there and be a lump on the on, on the pitch, then I'm not going to be happy with the sign. Right. And, you know, I think the another thing is we don't know the specifics of his signing, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's very high. So there's okay. that possibility that his contract could be paid down to okay. drop out of the DP status. Okay. All right. All right. In which case, fantastic, then we gain another DP. Okay. Those you DP- know, I think... Overall, you know, he's been healthy. Um, there, there hasn't been any significant uh, history of that. Okay. He's bounced around teams for whatever reason. Most of them have been loans. Uh, he has a goal rate very similar, slightly better than ben. Christian Ramirez. So does he take Ramirez's spot? That's the big question. I, I, I would think yes. Yeah. I, so I, I honestly think that Christian's days are numbered. numbered. And I think if you're a fan of, I mean, we all know, you know, most of us are fans of Christian Ramirez, but I mean, I think you'd have to hope that is the case for from the team standpoint. Right. I mean, if, if he comes in and takes his position, I think you'd probably call that a successful sign. If he's better than Christian, hell yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I love the guy, but I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the big thing <laughs> that even after the New England game, I, I retweeted my comments about Christian Ramirez not fitting our system. And I said, look, he had a really good goal. He had some good hold of play. But that doesn't change my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he's, he sounds like a fantastic guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a very cool asset to this team. But I don't think he fits the system. I think Rodriguez fits this system better. Yes, yes. Now, we move on to the rumors that we have. Yeah, there's a rumor you brought up earlier. Um if Nicholas Benedetti actually does come to Minnesota, there is zero place for Christian Ramirez. He's out. Because my, I can make an argument that you could pull Darwin into midfield as number 10 and allow and provide space for Rodriguez and Ramirez to play next to each other. Yeah. yeah. You bring in Benedetti, who's going to be a number 10, and that 
Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. And, and, and yeah. where's he from? I'm sorry. Uh, Benedetti is Colombian. Colombian as well. Which is interesting. He also has the same agent as Darwin. Well, that's, yeah, that would make sense then. Yeah. So, and it, for reference, people who don't know, uh, Benedetti was a, a name that came up early on in the first transfer window. Yeah. Uh, we had lodged a potential offer that got turned down. He wanted to feel offers from Europe. Nothing ever came of it. A few weeks ago, rumblings happened that, again, maybe Minnesota was interested in him. It started to cool off as rumors turned to it's an MLS team, not yeah. necessarily Minnesota. Minnesota was obviously connected because we had already attempted an offer earlier. Yeah. Well, now in the last two, three days, rumors have turned up again. Yesterday, rumors were that the board of Deportivo Cali had agreed to a fee and that the agent was now in Minnesota or coming to Minnesota finalize. So no one knows. I, I like to reference Jeff Ruger of The Athletic. He says that it's not happening. If there's anyone in the media that I would trust more, it, it, I mean, Jeff Ruger's it. He seems to be really on, on key. So there's rumors, but you're saying Jeff is, is saying the, it's yeah. not going to happen. And, it, I mean, he hasn't expressed any particular evidence. Okay. He hasn't said, well, I've talked to so-and-so sure, or I've sure, talked sure. to an anonymous sure. source or anything. Sure. So, you know, it's. I think a lot of it's gut feeling. Okay. Um, it's a, The rumor is $6.8 million, which is huge. That's a big contract. Um, he would obviously be a DP. Yep. Uh, he's a number 10. He yeah. is considered one of Colombia's brightest players. Yeah. The, the dude will probably be with us for three, four years before he sends off to Europe. I, I almost yeah. guarantee yeah, yeah. I mean, he sounds like he's the real deal. He's like a, so, an Atlanta signing. Yeah. So that's, that's a huge, I mean, it's a big rumor, and that's a yeah. huge dream. Let's get off the signings, guys. Um, Sterling, you had a conference call with United, right? Yeah. Uh, so as part of the, as part of being a season ticket holder, they had this uh, town hall call where it was essentially, they actually sent out a robocall to all the yeah. season ticket holders. You can answer it and listen in if you wanted. It was kind of a cool thing. They had, they had Manny Lagos and Chris Wright. Um, so you got the operational side, you got the player side. You got a lot of random questions. I tried to ask half a dozen questions and I could never get the system to work. Yeah, yeah. I was on my phone, so it, you know, <laughs> it's the way it goes. Um, but so I had picked out a few that you know may be interesting, may not be interesting. Uh, and it, you know, one of the big questions was, are we going to get, you know, the season ticket holders going to get a peek at what our seats are going to look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I've showed you guys uh, a picture We've seen of seats. what my seat is going to look like. Yeah. Um, and it, it's the gray seat, which I'm actually kind of excited about. Yeah. Uh, and it's padded. Yeah, it's padded. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I and I yeah I did see that picture, and the one thing I would ask is it, the seats look wonderful, but I think the picture does it a little bit of an injustice because they're you know it's basically a sample of here's what some seats are going to look right, like, yeah. and they're spaced out. So like, how close are those seats are going? Is it going to be like be right you know going top. to a match in England where they're where you have no room whatsoever, or that, is it going to be comfortable? I, I have That's a feeling the they're going to be just like yeah yeah typical like yeah. TCF Bank say. I don't know that seat for bags. sure. Is there any um. Is there any like rails, you know, like just benches? I guess I should, I should say. No, like it's all seats. Thing. All seats. Okay. Except for the standing Except supporters for the standing. area. Yeah. Okay. Um, the biggest thing that I got from when you texted us about your town hall uh, uh, conference call there was the beer. Yeah. Ninety-six. Ninety-six taps. Different beer. Ninety-six well, that's just, taps. That's hard to believe. And the other thing was they did a survey, yeah. and the top six beers were all craft beers. No. I mean, macro beers are not going to be a huge thing at the stadium. Right. Uh, it's going to be a lot of craft beers. Yeah, Chris Wright said that while there are obviously fans who want those types of beers, yes. um, they will have some, mm-hmm. but they're going to focus very heavily on craft beers. Which is 
I thought a, a great point and, and really a, a win by the United because you're in St. Paul. There's a lot of craft breweries in St. Paul. The Loons already have kind of a partnership with Surly. Yep. Craft. Um, and of course, Summit is in St. Paul too. That's one of the. That's, I would. Everybody will argue if Summit was the first craft brewery in Minnesota. And Surly, it's, who cares? You know, they're both craft brewers. Um, so you, you're going to get a huge fan base uh, of those craft breweries yeah. at those games where we're going to be like, oh, great, I can get uh, I can get a Surly here. I can get a. Dave, we went on that. Um, Buses and Bruce thing. Buses and Bruce, yeah. And in St. Paul. And what was it? It's like Broken Clock. There, there was 12 different spots. 12 different ones. I mean, I, it was, they were all great. I'd be hard-pressed to name them all. Yeah. But, yeah that's a if, good, speaking of St. Paul, um, you know, I don't know if you guys have been to the, the, the new Saint Stadium. Not yet. But, I mean, that's a fantastic place to watch a baseball game. And uh, we're all, you know, baseball fans. But yeah. they had, they, you know, they actually specialize in craft beers, too. But this is like from, Dave, what I, what I understand, how you describe it. Uh, like a, if you go to a St. Paul Saints game, they have a specific bar that has maybe 15 to 20 craft beers on tap, which right. is fantastic. But if I understand you right, it sounds like it doesn't matter where you are in the stadium, uh, you know, regardless of what side, you yeah. go up to any concession stand and you're going to have that kind beers. of choice. Yeah. yeah, and then of course they're going to have their beer hall, mm-hmm. which is it's going to be placed at the north end. Okay. Um, and it's going to have every tap. My understanding is, it's going to have every tap that's available anywhere else in the state. Wow! So I mean, you're going to be able to. Are, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the layout of this place. I'm wondering if you're going to be able to sit at the town hall brewery, whatever it is, where, it's, and watch the game. I wonder if they have tables up there. Then? Well, so they're going to have standing room only areas. Yeah. So, so I would that's bet gonna, that's going to that be like that. Because like yeah. we. Um, Dave and I and, and Johnny and Nels took a trip to Chicago years ago to watch an MLS game in Chicago. And then a cool thing, they had a, a Bud Light party deck, which I thought was great. It was on one of the ends. They had seats below, but up at the top they had uh, games and stuff. And of course, it was Bud Light, so you drink. Right. But you could stand up there and watch it. They don't have it anymore. But I always thought it was a cool concept. Right. You know, have kind of a like, party area where it's standing rolling. You paid extra for the ticket, but you got two beers out yep, of the deal yep. and the seats were all whoever paid tickets you could sit wherever you want in that section right. and I thought it was a great idea because they had they had bags out there I think they had a foosball yeah. table up there it was nice it was like could, the sight lines were great it, it was like a family package for a group you yeah. know like you know family package you get four sodas and four yeah, hot yeah, dogs yeah. and four bags of chips whereas like you bring a bunch of friends and yep. you get two beers and I think they gave us some free food as well yes, and you get access to that area yeah and, yeah, so I'm thinking if, that, if it's kind of like that, not probably part that, but it's kind of like an open area where you can stand up and watch the game from that brewery, and they have 90, the 96 on tap, and that's going to be a very popular area. I, I would be. That's where I'll be. Yeah. I'll be there the whole game. I know. Me I was too. like, I may not sit in my seats. You might not sit in your seats at all. Right. Uh, so, Dave, you have season tickets to the new stadium. Right. Uh, you, have, what, you have two or three? Three. Three. Okay. Um... So, did they talk about any of the lighting outside of the stadium? I know they could change it. You know, they, they didn't actually talk that much about it. Really? Um, you know, I think it's probably because it's been such a heavy part of the marketing to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have had a few... Well, they had a lighting test last weekend. Mm-hmm. And I we saw, you guys... We saw that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, so, it's... It'll be interesting to see what they can do. I'm... I have a little bit of knowledge about it because my company I worked for, I worked for an electrical company, we did actually did some, uh, we didn't bid on it, but we did some preliminary work on the lighting. And from what I saw, the package they had, they can change it to like thousands of different colors out there. And they can make it like flow and kind of do all kinds of things. So it'll be interesting to me to see what they do on certain game days, right. how they flow it. Um, on holidays, on 4th of July, how they can do like red, white, and blue kind of right. out there. And the other cool thing is, you're driving on 94. We went to Beer Garden, Germania. This is the first time I've gone by there in a long time. Sure. And I saw that stadium on 94, and I'm like, this is flipping awesome. Yeah. It's right off the highway. Yeah, it's literally right You know? There. It's amazing to me because I've, I've been to two MLS states. I've been to KC and I've been to Chicago. We both have. Yeah. Um, KC is out. It's down south. 
in the middle of nowhere next to NASCAR Stadium. It's in Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. It's, it's out west. Yeah. yeah. So you don't see it from the highway. Right. Chicago is on the south side of Chicago. Yep, yep, yep. Off the highway. You don't see it from the highway. Allianz is right on 94. Can't, you can't, you miss, can't it. miss it. I mean, it's fantastic. I'm just... Just driving by there on a game day, say if yeah. it's a seven o'clock game, and seeing those lights from the stadium, I know, I mean, yeah. it, it, it just draws you in naturally. Why wouldn't it? So we're talking about where it's at. What about? I know you put in your notes. What about the parking situation? Yeah. So that was brought up. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where the the travel is clearly on the minds of, yeah. of the supporters. Yeah. And. It, you know, there. You have all these different. Uh, you know, you have the Southwest Rail Line that's supposed to be put in. You got the, the Northwest Rail Line. That's supposed to be yeah, the in. Central. Yep. And it, you know, they had literally nothing. Really? I mean, it it was honestly one of those things where they just kind of deflected it away. And it, I, I got to tell you, I think that they're probably a little concerned about the travel. Yeah. They, they did say that they're working with some area parking spaces, sure, sure, sure. ownership of uh, area parking spaces, to try to work some things out. And it, I think they have to because, yeah. you know, I mean, it's great for people who live in those corridors yeah. to have the access to the light rail. But, you know, individuals like myself, who the North Star yeah. runs so limited. Yeah, me too. It's, it's useless. Well, I live in I live in Otsego, and North Star is right up in uh, Elk River, right? It's right by my house. But I look at it and I go, okay, if I want to go to United game down at TCF Bank or I want to go to a Twins game or even a Vikings game, they run at like ten o'clock in the morning, yep. and they come back. They only have like two runs on the weekends. That's it. Yeah. So I'm pigeonholed into like I'd be there at ten, and then I have to leave at a certain time. I can't pick yep. and choose when I'm gonna leave. And, and that sucks. Yeah, and, you know? and, and my scenario is a lot like your guys'. I live in Plymouth, so like here, here, I perfect world is I live in Plymouth. So you know what I'll do? I'll drive down to Minneapolis Park, and two, there's plenty of parking spaces in Minneapolis. I'll jump on the light rail and I'll get to the stadium. But my concern is everybody else is going to be doing that. So I'm worried I, about how crowded is that light rail station going to be. And that's that's the problem because here's going to happen. They're going to say you should park in downtown Minneapolis or mm-hmm. at the University of Minnesota and jump on the light rail. Sure. Okay? Yep. Surly's going, to, Surly's going to have a big thing saying park at Surly and jump on the light rail in Minneapolis yeah. and we're going to do a thing like they do right now. Okay? The problem with parking in Minneapolis and to get on the light rail is what happens when there's a Twins game going on that same day? Mm-hmm. You're going to be fighting with Twins parking people as well. Yep. So, and then they're, I'm sure they're going to say this, another thing too is well, you can park by, um, what do you call it, where the wild play, Excel, and then take the central over that way. Yep. But they don't have, they have a lot of parking over there, but then you're going to get people lost over there because, you know, people don't know that area very well. Um, so I think they have to, at some point, before the season starts, they're going to have to come up with a comprehensive plan of, okay, here's where you can park, here yep. are the light rail stations. We're going to have limited parking around the stadium, but to get there on light rail, here's where you can do it. Here's where you can go. And I hope they do that. Yeah. I hope they have numerous options for people to park wherever they want around. Yeah, and, it, you know, it seems like, based on their responses, it really seems like they understand this is an issue. Yeah, yeah. They just don't want to address it right now. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, Which then could maybe lead to another aspect of addressing the issues. And being the soft open well, of our team. It can, that, that first game they play, which I think, well, you're going to be there because you're season tickets, season oh, yeah. right? Myself and Dave, we're going to go. We're going to have to find a way to we're gonna We're going to buy tickets for much higher than we would, but I want to be there for but the first Here's game. a blank check. What exactly do you need? Right. I'll exactly go. Because right. you have three tickets. John is going to go with you, I'm sure. I mean, it might be a day game, though. My wife might want to go. Well, your wife might want to go, too. But you have the kids, though. That's true. We're going to have a second. What about the kids? You know what? This is a funny thing. So Dave's having another kid. He's already got a little girl. And he's having, another, he's having a little boy. Um, so now there's going to be four of them. And he's only got three season tickets. Yeah. He's kind of screwed now. 
it's crossed my mind. I, I, what are you yeah. gonna do? You you've got a little bit of a reprieve here, I think, because you can so, use the lap option for a little while. Well, you can use lap. First two to three years, it'll yeah, it'll work. But then you have to then after two or three years, then you have to decide which which kid you like better. <laughs> right. Or do you not? Or your wife? Oh, right? I was just gonna say, or I just don't take my wife. Don't take your wife. Yeah, that's gonna be terrible. Yeah, that could be. That could I be feel. Channel. I feel bad for you. Yeah. What or if, or what if you decide to take your friends and your kids are like, well, I want to go, and Daddy says, Oh, I want to take. I'm gonna take Tony and Dave on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could just say, Screw my kids. Yeah. And take my friends. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Because um, I mean, Sarah won't care. Yeah. One way or the other. And she's been very. Uh, she's let you do these things, and, yeah. which is great. Um, I will say this. Like I said, we, we're going to go to that game regardless of what the cost is. Uh, but my concern is, going back to the parking, is that first game, what kind of cluster F is it going to be for everybody in that first game? Nobody knows what Nobody they're going to do. Gonna, unless they come up, like I said, unless they come up with a comprehensive plan that says, this is where you can park, so much it costs, this is what you do for the light rail, this and that. So I have my plan. <laughs> I, I'm obviously not going to say it on the podcast. Why? I think I have a plan too, actually. Now. I mean, I don't want anyone else to know. Do you have a plans. secret? Do you have a secret? Pl- do you have a secret tunnel? No, but it's a good parking spot that yeah. is on the light rail. Is it a secret parking spot? No, I it's don't, not too secret. Okay. I don't want to take. I don't want to take your secret. Hopefully, this isn't it. But what about uh, you know? Because like I told you, my concern is the light rail traffic, and I am re- honestly really concerned about that. So how about this idea? How about I park in Minneapolis or park? pick the spot anywhere and take an Uber to the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uber. I, you, know. you know what? Uber's another good thing because I think there will be a lot of people taking Ubers. That's probably the way to go. We've taken Maybe. Ubers. We've taken Ubers to TCF yep. Bank. Um, it's not that costly. Well, uh, and, for you. And ne- never mind the cost, but you're you're avoiding the parking. You, you know, where oh, you right. don't even have to worry about parking, where to park, how how much is it, who cares, traffic. Just, they yeah. drop you off and they pick you up. It's, See, that's the thing with me though. You guys live in the you guys live within the 494 corridor. I don't. I live outside of it. Well, technically, so, I don't. So, well, no, you do. I live a mile outside. No, you live in the 494 corridor. You're in the, well, I guess not. You're a little bit north. But 610 is kind of yeah. like that now. Yeah. Um, but I live, you know, in Otsego, which is outside of it by 15 miles, right? So right. for me to Uber, just to get to your house, it's 30 bucks. And that's probably another 30 bucks for me to get from your house to Minneapolis with an Uber. If I can get an Uber, because I've tried at my house and it's like there's no Ubers right. up there. Or there's one Uber and he's an XL and he charges for it. I'm going, come on, dude, why would you have an XL up here? Not <laughs> but anyways, I I think the big thing, I think a lot of people will park in Minneapolis and take light rail home. Or your idea, Dave, they will Uber it from wherever, you know, which is a good idea. Um, is there anything? Any big news from the uh, from the phone call? Was there any kind of? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing was, and I mean we've talked about this at length, so I'll just kind of mention it. the The fact that we finally had a admission by the front office that this was a soft open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, we we kind of always speculated that the team was kind of building toward Allianz. Mm-hmm team has always very com- been combative of that, denying that. And, it, of course, Chris Wright, who joined the team in January, suddenly just comes right out and says it. <laughs> and wasn't and, the word he used patience? Did he use that word, patience? Yeah. He used patience. We, we, and you, I, I've been a big opponent of, you know, let's follow the, we have a plan, let's, right. let's keep a plan. You've kind of been a, you've disagreed I, a little bit. I Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, there's a point to be patient, but at the same time, we haven't yeah. held hands in a car and jumped off the cliff like Thelma Louise yet. Right. We haven't done that yet. No. And I, I told you, if it gets bad enough, I will totally hold your hand, get in that car, and jump off that cliff with you. Right. I will. And this 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 does kind of follow up with what we touched on a couple episodes ago at Beer Gardens Romania. Is I, th- I think we were talking about this point. There's a bit of a fine line. Yes, okay, we don't have the stadium. There was two years in front of the new stadium. Um, but there's a fine line. between That's all fine and good. Build up to that opening year where they know they're going to sell out all those games. But there's a fine line. You know, it's a, we're an MLS franchise here. We have yes. two seasons under our belt. We, you know, we, we need to, you know, we need to improve and build on. Every year you have to improve. And I think so this year they've improved. Yeah. 
Um, they have. They have. Yeah. Um, next year, my hope is next year, new stadium that they improve again and people are excited to go to that stadium. There's, there's, a, I want there to be energy at that stadium. There will be. And I hope that first, I, I, I hope, I know there will be. That first, that's why I want to go to that first game. Because I know there's going to be energy there, and you're going to feel it. And I want to, I want to feel it Do, so bad. Doesn't it feel like a lifetime ago? Now I'm not knocking the atmosphere because the atmosphere is great. I'll just preface it by saying that. But uh, two, you know, two years ago, yeah. the first season, the first two or three games where they just yeah. got outplayed. Yeah, I mean, it was what six yeah. to one or yeah, five yeah, to one. Yeah, right. it, it, But it seems like a lifetime ago now. So I, I miss. I miss the energy at, and we're up in Invictus in Blaine, and we're right across the street from the uh, National Sports Center. I miss the energy from the National Sports Center. Yes, I agree with you, Tony, but the, I mean, the numbers just weren't there. The it, numbers weren't there, know, but it was but the crowd, 6,000. The crowd there yeah. was so, like, involved, and I loved, I so enjoyed standing behind those goalies and yelling at those goalies for the opposite team. I, I knew you were going to say that. And having them hear me. And turn around and be like, what are you talking about? And, and I'm just yelling things. I love that. That and the atmosphere with the food trucks and the, the beer, and the, the beer, food yeah. trucks, yeah. the whole like small town, you know, yeah. deal, right? And I hope that Allianz Field is a little bit like that. Right. I hope it's not too big, too corporate. I hope there's some kind of uh, I'll call I'll call it togetherness. I hope right. that there's a community there. Because unlike other sports, uh, other than probably football, I mean, Vikings football, you go to a game there, and the whole crowd, you feel like you're part of something. I go to I go to Twins games. I don't feel like I'm part of the Twins fans. I, I just don't, you know? You go to Timberwolves games. I don't feel like I'm part of I'm there watching the game. The Wild, I think, have a good thing going on. My hope is that the Loons have that feeling of right. intimacy at Allianz Field that gets the crowd behind them and picks up their team. Yeah. They have a thing. Like Sporting KC, that stadium, I want it to be like that. Yeah. I want it to be like totally agree. everybody's cheering, supporter sections got the flags going and the, the big signs and everything. I want that to happen. Yeah, in a perfect world, I mean, it's it, we all should be excited. I just I just look at it like, man, this could be so big. You, and it, even new fans, you want new fans to come in and just buy in and to be such a strong community, a strong supporting group. Uh, I think it's there's a lot to look forward to. I'm also I want new fans so they listen to our podcast. Yes, and and it certainly will help. That would be nice. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, so. Conference call was great, Dave. I think we got a lot of information yeah. about the news. I mean, the, the beer thing was for me was a huge thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think they were they're a little bit more open than yeah expected to be. What's well, it's good. Yeah. I mean, we want them. We want them to be a little transparent. Yeah, because we talked before on this podcast about them not being transparent with what's yeah. going on, and I think from the notes you gave us from that, they were a little more transparent. This yeah, time. I think so. Yeah. Um. It's not panic, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's quickly, before we end this podcast, quickly talk about the World Cup because yeah. France beat Croatia. I had money on England, and I lost. Dave, Dave, and Dave, you guys had money on Belgium. Belgium. So we, so we both got knocked out in the semifinal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nice for France. Uh, great for them. Twenty year anniversary. Twenty anniversary. Of yeah, their first one. Exactly so. right. Um, I wasn't. I don't know about you guys. When it came down to the, the the championship game, I wasn't as excited as I thought I would be. Honestly, I wasn't either, and I don't know. Yeah. I I don't. Want, I don't know why that is. I, I, I think if England was in it. I would have been excited. I'd like to think it wasn't because the team that I was betting on wasn't in the final. I don't. There was something else too, and and I mean, as I think it was. I like for me, it was special because France won on their twentieth anniversary, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was. I think I've mentioned it earlier. Even it was basically my 20th anniversary of getting into soccer right. because sure, it sure. was I was in Montreal when France won in 1998. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know what the World Cup was. I literally didn't. I remember you talking about that. And uh, that put it on the map, soccer, yeah. for me. I was like, "What is going on? Why do all these people care about this?" And yeah. and from that day forward, it, yeah. so so for me it was a little bit. Oh, that's cool. France won on the 20th, but th- yeah. there was something missing. I can't put my finger on it. I don't. I, think. There yeah. was such a huge lead up to the game, right? I mean. Fantastic whole, World Cup, it, we had, though. It was a great yeah, it was. Time. We watched, all of us, I think, watched lots of games this year. 
and there was fantastic lead up. The the game, the Germany game against Sweden at Beer Garden, Germania was. I've never been in a situation like that where I had fans of a team who were so right, yeah. especially Johnny. Um, I watched a lot of games. I liked the lead up to it, but then the championship game came and it just kind of it was blah. You know what it might be, and I and maybe that I just told you I couldn't put a finger on it, but I guess if I had to guess, here's why. Because you don't, you have a France and then you have Croatia. I mean, all all the credit in the world to Croatia for getting it, but it's not a France and Brazil. It's yeah. not a France and Germany. It's not, you know, the two powerhouses. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. that's it. I don't know. Well, and even even that, if you consider the semifinals themselves, I mean, Belgium was new, Croatia was new, yeah. France was the big guy. England hasn't exactly been stellar. So you had three of the four that yeah. were just kind of not. Supposed but to I, be there. I think if it was a France England final, it would have been much bigger. Oh yeah, I agree. it would have been huge. I, agree. I mean, that's just yeah, yeah, it would have been huge rivalry. Um, having Croatia in there, I mean, my hats off to them. Yeah, they had a great World Cup, but they're not the international uh, powerhouse that other teams yeah. are. Yeah, and then Dave, I know you want to touch on this point, but I mean, like, actually, one of. Um, before this World Cup, but especially going into this World Cup, one of you know one of the players that I really enjoyed watching was you know Luka Modric, and right. I know you can comment on that, but um, yeah, you know, I mean he he had the golden golden ball, which yeah, and I, yeah, I, which, I guess uh, I didn't realize that. When did they announce that? Right after the ter- game ended, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, what was interesting is a lot of people wanted Eden Hazard from Belgium, mm-hmm. and I looked at their stats, and I mean they're almost identical. I mean it was incredible. Uh, and so, you know, you had Modric had two goals assists. Um, Hazard, I think, had three goals and an assist. Um, you know, it was just very similar. So, you know, you had the golden boot went to Harry Kane. Yeah. So, an Englander managed to get it. Uh, you know, and uh, you had Courtois from Belgium got the uh, golden gloves. He had an 82% save ratio. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you mentioned, Dave, it was overall it was a fantastic World Cup. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of teams didn't do what they people thought they would do, and a lot of teams did more than people thought they would. Germany yeah. being one of the big ones. Yeah. My my big problem with the final was I wanted it to be a Harry Kane coming out party. I wanted him to be on that big stage and do something, and then we'd have another star in international soccer to go right. along with the other guys, right? And I, I wanted that so bad because we need another one, right? Okay. Well, maybe I mean maybe he maybe he's getting there. I mean, the, uh, obviously a World Cup appearance or victory yeah. would have helped. But I mean, when was the last time a, a, an England player got the Golden Boot in a World Cup? I don't. I mean, nineteen sixty-six. I don't yeah. even. Yeah. It might not have even been that. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Adrian Heath? Yeah. <laughs> he never got to play in that. Um, you know, I think I'll. I'll leave a, a, a joke with it. Is the reason England didn't uh, didn't have success was because they had so many Spurs players on the team. Wow! <laughs> because the Spurs are notorious for choking at the end of the Ouch, season, and look dude. what happened to England—they choked at the end of it. Uh, obviously, being a Chelsea supporter, Arsenal yeah. fans will get that joke as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't. I. Yeah, it, it was a good World Cup. That it was underwhelming. In the final, yeah, it was, the final was underwhelming. It, it's nice to see that Croatia did so well. Yeah, it's nice to see that Modric finally got some recognition that he deserves as a player. Um, you know, France certainly deserved to win it. Um, yeah, I think from yeah. you know from a USA fan as we all are here, um, yeah. I, I, I think it, it was probably as good as we could hope for us from a World Cup because my concern with the USA not making the World Cup would have been oh, we're going to take a step backwards as far as the soccer interest in this country yeah. but I think a World Cup like that didn't hurt us no, as I, far as the USA is concerned. I did see something on uh, the internets that said that viewership was oh, right. down what? Really? like 42% uh, do, you think, do you think that's part okay sorry Dave um, do you think that's because it was Fox and not ESPN I'm a little... I, I don't even think it was that. No? I think it was the United States not being I don't even think it was that. Really? I think it was... Viewership was actually up, but there were so many organized parties, yeah. viewing parties. There were so, 
so much more um, availability of free streaming. Sure, 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 yeah. That people just didn't turn, tune in on TV. Tune on TV, yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched, I would bet 60% of the games, and only two of them I watched on TV. But don't you think they take the viewership on streaming into account? Though? They do. They have they to. Don't? They have to. They have to. That, that particular article that said 40%, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw the same one. It's they just do TV. Not. It's okay. just television. So maybe okay. maybe viewership was around yeah. the same then. I mean, and so, and there were a lot of people that I saw online that, on social media, that argued that. They're like, look, there are too many variables playing in in how today's culture is. Well, think about the World Cup final, right? You probably had how many? A thousand people at Brits? Right. I mean, you have. I mean, that's a thousand people. They were, they were at capacity. I remember them saying they were at capacity. It was one in, one out. So, I mean, you know. negates a whole lot of people. It, it certainly does and like and if that's the case if they're just looking at strictly TV viewership then I'm I'm honestly not even going to pay attention to that because there's times where like if I'm sitting in my living room and I want to watch the game um, you know what I don't part of me doesn't even want to I mean we're talking about court cutting but like part of me doesn't even want to turn on the TV and watch the game I want to open up my Apple TV yeah. and and open up Fox Sports Go because I can look at stats I can do multi screens exactly right. exactly and pop up right. so yep. if you're not counting me watching at home on my living room on Fox Sports Go Apple TV on my large screen then well and, it, throw and it out I've the heard window. the same argument for MLS viewership you know it's like well away games specifically are are low well the dark clouds have viewer parties at a bar. Yep. True North Elite have separate viewing parties at a bar. The Lower I mean, Town Loonies. They Lower go, Town Loonies. You have out. like, I would bet when I've gone to Town Hall um, with the with True North Elite, there's 150 people there. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, well, you're not accounting for all those that yeah. 199 TVs yeah, that aren't right. aren't right. showing. It. So um, I I think, you know, they they can say viewership is down. I, I highly doubt it. You yeah. you see, uh, um, attendance at MLS matches is still up. Uh, you know, I, I just I think sure there there is a sentiment in the U.S. that soccer had a slight punch in the gut, mm-hmm. which it, we should have that Can't because we did. But I don't think that it's going to equate to a significant yeah i guess we'll see in if we're still doing this podcast in eight years when the world right. cup is no, here no yeah or even four years or even four years i mean we'll we're, we're gonna have like sponsorships and I hope we're so. gonna be like corporate but by the I, I think even even like even you know four years ago when the u.s had a great world cup and you know and they unfortunately lost in the knockout stage but i i think even like the casual soccer fans that maybe they're worried that they missed this year. I think a lot of the casual soccer fans aren't sitting in their living rooms watching on their TV. Right. I think they're going they're they're out at a bar or a place like this yeah, in Victus yeah. Brewing and they're watching the game on the screen because yeah, everybody's yeah. getting excited and so right. I think a lot of the casual soccer fans in the US are watching these games at a bar or at and a group party. And it's better to watch with people. Oh it absolutely you know, is. Yeah. Um, I'll bring up a thing. I, uh, two weeks ago, you're at my Dave was at my house from our, our walleye fish run. Yeah, and he stayed good. around. Him, him, his wife, and his kids stayed around, and we watched the United game together. The fish was very good. Well, thank Tom for catching the fish. I've had it last year. Yes, it well, was good. You, Thanks, well, Tom. Another, thank you, Tom. There's another one. We'll have another one in September. Sometime. Okay. We sat around. We watched the game together. Okay. Yeah. You didn't go to that game, right? But you stayed at my house. We watched. Because you guilted me, not because like, well, your wife's gonna come anyways. By herself, which was weird. I don't think it was weird. I think she wanted the fish. That was I'm sure she did. Um, but we sat around. We watched the game together, right? Yep. Was it not a better experience for you to watch it with somebody? Oh yeah. Drinking a beer it, on TV, yeah. right? So we're going back to the same thing. It's like how many time, how many people are watching games with their friends, with yep. their buddies, at somebody's house, and then we're not taking that into account. Yep. So. TV ratings are down so much. There's yep. so many different options now. It's ridiculous. Yep. Um, guys, I think we should probably close it up because this has been a long podcast. It is yeah. our 10th podcast. Yeah. Um, and we've covered a lot of things today. Um, before we go, I want to say that August 4th, yes. we are, we'll be at the game. Yes. You and Johnny are going to the game. Johnny's got one of your tickets. Yes. Okay. Third ticket I think you should probably give it to anybody else you want because I think me and Dave and Nels are going to get our own tickets somewhere. Okay. Uh, who are they playing that game? I have no idea. You have no idea. It doesn't matter. 
the funny I should th- have that in front of me, but I don't. The it's funny thing is... Two though, weeks from yesterday. Two weeks from yesterday. The funny thing is, we will be doing a podcast the next day after we go to that game. So we could all potentially be very hungover well, after that game. You, you, you might be right, but at least we'll all have first-hand experience from yeah. that game. We'll have a lot to talk well, about. Well, my problem, again, my problem it's is... It's Seattle, by the way. Se- Seattle, okay. Sounders. My problem is, when I go to those games, I drink a lot. I mean, it's just a thing. I go to a sporting event, I drink a lot of beer. I think we're, a lot of people are guilty of that. And so I might catch the first half, but the second half might be a little bit of a blur. All right. And I might yell things I don't want to yell. Well, maybe I'll be designated. Well, let's stay out of my seat. I'm not coming next to you. I'm not, you have problems. <laughs> I, I, I don't need another security. He had somebody seat. kicked out of his seats. But, so that's a cool thing. We're all going to go to the game on the 4th. We're doing the podcast the next day on the 5th. Where we're going to do it, I don't know to yet. Be TBA. To be determined. I yep. think it might be one of those podcasts where we got to do it at a garage pod a garage or a basement pod. Because I don't think we're going to be up for going to a brewery the next day. Yeah. Depending play on where. We'll we'll this um, has been a fantastic this experience. Fantastic. I could be talked into coming here again. That's yeah, sure. Invictus has, has told us that we can come back whenever we want to, which is great. Omni did the same thing. They were very gracious with us. Invictus has been great with us. Um, they have great beers. The Tipsy Steer. Dave is going to get into his bratwurst. He already ate his fries, which he said were fantastic. How's the bratwurst? Nom, is it nom, good? Nom. It's pretty good. Is it good? Yeah, yeah it's good. Um, again, thank you to Invictus for having us here. It's been a great time. We had we did have some people watching. Tipsy Steer also. We're in the same building. Owned by different companies, but they're in the same building. Um, and it, it's a great location, guys. If you're up here for games... Uh, at the National Sports Center for your youth soccer or whatever, come on out to Invictus uh, yeah. and, and Tipsy Steer. Right? They've been great. A huge patio. They have bags in the back. Um, the whole new building is great. Cornhole, right? Cornhole. Bags. I, call, I, call, I, call, I, call, I call it bags. I call Cornhole bags. just sounds weird to me. Sorry. It does. You guys, have anything else you want to talk about before we go? Uh, no. I mean, it, I'd point out all their beers are really, really good. Yeah, they're great. I mean, I, there were a couple that I liked better than the others, but yeah. I'd recommend all of them. Yeah. I Stevens. wouldn't turn down any of the beers that I've tried today. They're, they're yeah. all fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so. Final note, uh, my family's been gone all weekend. So this is my third day of drinking. It's a little rough when you're 39, almost 39. Uh, so I've kind of coaxed my way through it. A little hair of the dog. But... Uh, it's been fun, guys. It has. Uh, here's to uh, another 10 podcasts and hopefully 100. Um, so, for myself, Tony, Nancy, Dave Stevens, Dave Sterling, thanks for listening to the Lucy Podcast, and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Later. Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade an iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after twenty nine seventeen per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after seven thirty one twenty one. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximum use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade an iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after twenty nine seventeen per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after seven thirty one twenty one. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date ID prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply.